This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, episode number 54. In this episode, the moms talk about how to get out of a homeschool slump and offer a listener advice on studying prehistoric times. <laughs> Mom, where's my math book? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy, savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our tea time? 32 minutes, 56 seconds. And before we start, uh, I want to ask everybody right now to pause the show. And, um, well, we, after I say this, of course. <laughs> as soon as yeah, I'm done talking. my sentence first. <laughs> <laughs> And go to this link. Ready? SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash NPR. And fill out the form for us. Please, please, please. Um, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a, it's like they're getting information about podcasts out there. And they want to know what your favorite podcast episode is. And we want, we want NPR to know about us. Yes. It would be awesome if we could be mentioned on NPR. <laughs> That'd be cool. Can you imagine? Uh, so anyway, do that right now. Pause right now. Go. We'll wait. <laughs> so becky what have you guys been up to well first and foremost i'd like to announce i survived rogue festival 2015 Yay! Yay! <laughs> um, some mornings I, it was a little touch and go <laughs> with the lack of sleep and um the malibu and cokes um i i really i i have decided i am no longer of an age that i can stay awake partying with my friends all night and expect to be a functioning human being the no, next day of course not <laughs> oh, and i remind you you're over 40 oh, <laughs> oh and i felt every single moment of that over 40 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um I wouldn't trade it for the world. I loved it. I had so much fun. I had a great time with my friends, the friends that come into Fresno only once a year. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So um, that was awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, Danny has been spending a lot of time on a new science project that um, she was working on for research day at our charter school. Um, for those of you who don't know, our children go to Eleanor Roosevelt Community Learning Center, which is a local charter school here. And they have a thing called Research Day where the kids come down to Visalia and they all present on something that they've been researching. Did you guys go down there? We did not. And that, oh, I was okay. going to get to that in a second. I'm oh, sorry. I was just thinking, wait, <laughs> did you go down to Visalia? Because I don't remember seeing you post about that. <laughs> we did not. Um, Danielle decided she wanted to study stars. So um, I had her write up a proposal of what she was going to do. She gathered all the materials herself and created this really awesome presentation board, which I'm going to post a picture of in the show notes. And the reason she did the presentation board was she didn't want to go down in person. <laughs> she's, o- she's okay with doing the research. She's okay with doing the presentation or the, you know, the making the thing, but the actual right. standing up in front of oh, all of yeah. those people and talking about Who it was a little to too much. For her. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kids actually, but so um, our, um, educational coordinator Mary Ellen took it down to Visalia for us and hopefully tomorrow we'll hear what the thoughts were on it because I haven't really talked to her since then but I'm super proud of her she did a fantastic job on it did you see it I saw the pictures yes 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was at the school last week. It was. Yeah. Where, was Where did you put uh, it? It was in the teachers' offices. Oh, I don't know if I went in there last week. So. Yeah. No worries. Um, we had our meeting in a different room. <laughs> the parent lounge. Yes. Yes. So um, I'm super proud of her, though. She did a great job on it, and it was just fantastic. Cool. But things have not been going swimmingly around the Guest Academy. Um, as I'm going to talk about uh, in a little bit, we've kind of hit a little bit of a slump over here. Mm. And um, because there was much screaming, yelling, tantrums, and the kids were really upset on Friday, too. <laughs> <laughs> Someday that joke will get old, but it has I know, right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> On Friday, we decided just to set aside our books and have a little bit of fun. Mm -hmm. So the local library is having a contest for decorating peeps. You know peeps? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I don't celebrate Easter, but I do appreciate the multitude of candies that come along <laughs> with here. And so uh, we ran to the store and bought peeps, and we got out our paper and our pens and our peeps, and we went to work. Uh, we created Harry Peeper, <laughs> Alice in Peepland in a tea party scene. Cute. A creeper peeper. <laughs> no Minecraft. And then I made Holden Peepfield. Okay. You know, oh, uh -huh. from Catcher in the Rye. Uh -huh. <laughs> Basically, I just took a peep and put a red hat on him with ear flaps and made a sign that said, You're a phony. <laughs> Holden Caulfield thinks you're a phony. So, um,. You know, it it really did a lot towards turning around our day. Oh, we didn't get yeah. any work. We didn't get any work done after that. No, but okay. uh, you don't have to get work done every day, right? But it it really improved morale around the house in yeah. general. So that was kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow, Danny is teaching a class on flower dissection at the yeah. charter for community class. Mm -hmm. This is her second time teaching, cool. and. So I have spent this entire weekend, in addition to everything else I had to get done, which I'll tell you <laughs> quite a bit, um, I've been helping her prep her lesson plan, and I've been babysitting irises. <laughs> <laughs> um, our friend who's a florist donated um, 25 irises for the children nice. to dissect, and I've been printing off worksheets, and like I would print off one worksheet, and she'd look at it and go, oh... I was kind of hoping it would have this. So then I go, okay, so then I look for another one and then print that one off. Nope, nope, that's not what I want either. <laughs> Finally, we got it narrowed down and, and we got it ready. So I got to go in tomorrow. And while she's enjoying music class, I get to go make photocopies. Oh, fun. <laughs> but we shall see how it goes. Um, mm -hmm. Our test um, dissection of the iris um, led us to the discovery that the ovules of the iris are not where you would think they are. Oh, <laughs> But thankfully, we figured it out before she was teaching the class. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, I'm hoping that will go well tomorrow. But if it's, you know, last time was any indication, it should go moderately well. <laughs> we had some problems with the little littles last time. Oh, it's uh, hard to keep them entertained. They're so little. Yeah. It, it is. That's why I said, you know, if you're going to send a little little, he needs to have a parental unit there as well. Right, right. So um, both kids have been working online for their math. Uh, I know I mentioned previously in the shows that um, I was trying out Beast Academy for Jack, uh, mm -hmm. the books. And Danielle was working in Life of Fred, but both of them sort of hit a wall on their <laughs> what they're willing to do book-wise. And mm -hmm. so I was like, fine, you know what? Let's just do something else. Because I had already purchased Time's Attack for Jack-Jack. Right. Turns out it, it's too hard for Jack. Yeah. Even when even when I do that little trick that you taught me, it's still too much. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and we have to keep in mind, Jack Jack's only in third grade. Right. You know, he's not, yeah. he's not at the same level that Tyrion is. And mm-hmm. um, so um, Jack Jack has gone back to Dreambox. Mm-hmm. And Danny's been doing Times Attack. Cool. Um, Does she like it? She gets frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason she does it is she gets a reward at the end. So um, mm-hmm. some uh, Animal Crossing game that she wants. And um, I think it's reasonable uh, for learning all of her times tables. Um, and um, I'll make sure she doesn't tell your kids because your kid's got ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's getting a video game, but, uh, well, you know. We do video games, so we have complaints. Right, so, so it would be sort of silly game. for you to yeah. buy your children a video right. game. <laughs> they'd be holding it going i My have kids no were ecstatic with the ice cream so i don't think they have a problem with that <laughs> they were so happy oh my god <laughs> yeah that's really pretty it actually ice cream is pretty awesome yeah well uh, and they got their own tub so who wasn't yeah. like a cone it was a tub <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and and Tyrion got coffee flavored yeah man yeah. after my own heart <laughs> so my mom was here to visit yay or or nay i don't know i'm just kidding i know you have fun with Shh, don't say that i taught her how to listen to podcasts <laughs> <laughs> no she was here for uh like five days um it's been a while since we had seen her like before christmas time i think and um and then my brother came down as well which i haven't seen my oh. brother in several years oh wow yeah, yeah. Getting, you know, it's he only lives in the Bay Area. He's only like three hundred and something miles away. But it's like mm-hmm. not easy to. It's hard for me to get two kids up there and everything oh, two kids need. And then he has to take care of his wife, so it's hard for him to get down here to see us. Mm-hmm. So, um, mom was here on Pi Day, which for those of you who I can't imagine you not knowing, but uh, <laughs> March fourteenth is Pi Day because. Pi- <laughs> 3.14. Three point one four. Yeah. Yep. So we decided to go to Marie Callender's and have pie for dinner. How dinner. cute! <laughs> and literally, we had pie for dinner, not dinner and oh, pie. Oh yeah, yeah. It was pie for dinner. My mom was, used to like, do hot fudge Sunday night a lot when I was growing up when she didn't feel like cooking. So I'm all for the uh, dessert for dinner idea. <laughs> kind of awesome. <laughs> I, I, I go so far as pancakes for dinner, but you know, I, I try to feed them food, food. Um, At least they had eggs in there. <laughs> At least for some of the pies, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but pie for dinner was a huge success, as you can probably imagine. Um, we didn't actually learn anything about pie, P-I. Oh, uh, yeah. But kind of we, did learn, <laughs> we did learn that chocolate cream pie is not the same as chocolate satin pie. Oh, yeah. Yes, there was much grumbling about that. <laughs> oh, no. Three out of the five of us ordered chocolate cream. Not me, but them. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. It wasn't yeah. as good. It was not. It's it's kind of like chocolate pudding in a. Crust. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, not a fan. Mm. But I had lemon cream pie, um, and it was delish. <laughs> um, also, while my mom was here, um, my brother and I got to go out, and we went and saw uh, Metalachi. Mm. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Metalachi is the only world's only heavy metal mariachi band. Oh. Never heard yes. of it. it, it uh, you should Google it. They're hilarious. <laughs> they, I mean, they they have the whole mariachi band thing going on with the clothes and the mariachi band instruments, and then they play heavy metal music. So world's only heavy metal mariachi band. They're really fun and funny, and um, it was a pretty awesome show. 
And it was cool, cool. to go with my brother because, you know. Yeah. Um, we got a new card game. It's called Super Fight, and we got it in last month's Loot Crate, um, uh, which, uh, if you don't know what Loot Crate is, it's a, a monthly box that you can subscribe to that you get geeky things in. Um, yes, and last month's um, theme was games, and so um, Super Fight. And um, we've been using it for language arts and for his speech therapy homework. <laughs> <laughs> so you have cards. Um, you have... Uh, a fighter card and a superpower card and you choose a fighter card and a superpower so like you could have star lord shoots lasers out of his ears <laughs> you could have a kaiju that moves faster than a speeding bullet and then you tell the story of how each fighter would defeat the other one uh-huh. and so it's a really good way to get him thinking of stories mm-hmm. and thinking because his speech therapist wants him to start thinking more in terms of you know answering who what where why when Mm-hmm. So I've been using the super fight cards to get him to think of, you know, well, who is it that did the fighting? Where did they fight? How did they fight? When did they fight? Why did they fight? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been working pretty good. He's been really enjoying it. Cool. Yeah. So what about you? What have you been up to? Well, my amazing race classes, uh, online classes are off to an awesome start. Oh, my gosh. I now have 27 enrolled students, plus my kids. That brings us up to, well, uh, yeah, plus my kids is 29. (laughs) That's awesome. Pretty cool. Um, And I already, as of tonight, I have 600 people in my homeschooling with experience-based learning Facebook group. Yay. Which we'll put the link back in the show notes again for anybody, or you can just search for homeschooling with experience-based learning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so the people on the group are fantastic. Um, everybody's interacting a lot and asking questions and giving suggestions. And so I'm currently working on an ad for Facebook for this uh, for my Amazing Race online classes. For anybody who missed that, go back to last episode. I talked a lot about experience-based learning as well as my new Amazing Race online classes. And um, actually, I had to change the name from, I used to call it Moodle Homeschool, and now I'm calling it Noodle Homeschool. (laughs) So um, Moodle is the learning management system, the program basically that um, I use for my classes, and I found out that Actually, it's funny because nobody contacted me. I just all of a sudden one day it popped into my head, wait a minute, they might not like me using the name Moodle in my name Moodle Homeschool <laughs> because WordPress is the same way. Um, so similar to WordPress where I remembered that WordPress was really a big stickler about not you're not allowed to use the name WordPress in your domain name or in your business name or anything like that. They'll really come down on you about that. And it occurred to me that Moodle might be the same way. And I looked into it and, yep, I was right. You're not supposed to use their name. So I had to change it. But I thought, you know what, let's just change it to Noodle because that sounds cute. It sounds almost the same and it's cute. And then it could be like, use your Noodle. So you know, brain kind of thing. So, (laughs) um, and I just liked it. It sounded cute. So, so I'm officially now noodle homeschool. Um, although you can still find, um, you can still find the classes at homeschoolrealm.com forward slash Moodle because I didn't change the URL. Although you can also find it at homeschoolrealm.com forward slash noodle because I used that pretty link thing that where you can make your own links. That's pretty cool. So they both work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's where you go to find out more about that as well. Um, anyway, so I um, I spent a bunch of hours on 
the last couple of days working on a landing page to set up uh, to try and really promote the whole Amazing Race online classes thing. So stay tuned for more info on that. Um, uh, and we'll see. I'm hoping that I'll get, I mean, 27 kids is wonderful, but I'm hoping, yeah. I, get, I'm hoping I can get even more. <laughs> that would so, be awesome. Yeah, and if anybody wants to sign up or, or learn up, learn more about the Amazing Race classes, I I finished the landing page, which is now homeschoolrealm.com forward slash Amazing Race. Pretty easy to remember. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so those are directly to the Amazing Race classes because currently the only online classes I have are the Amazing Race. And currently, because the Amazing Race is on break for two weeks because of a basketball game, that was frustrating, <laughs> but gives me a break to to be able to work on all this stuff. Um, we only have Japan and Thailand so far. So there's only two countries so far, but there will be by the time we're done with Amazing Race 26, uh, it will be eight countries. So that's the word. <laughs> so yeah, every every time they go to a new country, I make a new course. So it's pretty cool. And currently, I should also mention that currently... Classes are only $10 for the entire season per child, and that is definitely changing. For the amount of hours that I'm putting into every single class, <laughs> it will not be $10 next season. So you may want to get in now while you can on this $10 rate for this season because it will not be staying at this rate. It is an amazing amount of work to put all this stuff together. Fun. It's totally fun. I like doing it, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's definitely worth more than $10. Right. So. So anyway, that's my intro offer because uh, I'm still learning how to do all this and I'm still working out a lot of kinks. So bear with me on that. But it's going along nicely. So far, everybody's had really good things to say about it. I haven't had anything negative. There have been a couple of little glitches that I needed to fix, but there hasn't been anything well, so far. It's going to happen in something new. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I expect to get some construction cri constructive criticism at some point. I want to hear constructive criticism so I can improve. Um, just haven't heard any yet. <laughs> So we'll see what happens with that. But anyway, it's fun. I'm having a blast with it. And, and it's my kids' entire homeschooling right now. Everything they do. Well, Minecraft homeschool and Noodle homeschool. Those two things, that's all they're doing. And it's a lot, actually. It's not a little bit. <laughs> there's mm -hmm. a lot of activities on there because I'm using all the stations. So within Noodle homeschool, there's, you know, they're watching videos and they're listening to audio stuff and they're, and they're writing things and they're creating things. So they kind of mix it up. So they're doing a little bit here and a little bit there. So it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And they're, they're both, um, I keep asking them, so what do you think? You know, and they're like, we like it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they, they're, they're both really excited about it still. So see how long that lasts <laughs> see mm -hmm. if I can keep that going <laughs> so it's going really well um, and because I'm working so hard on, on getting all this stuff up for other people's kids my kids are reaping the benefits because there's always stuff to do <laughs> so right. apparently that's what it takes for me <laughs> to do it for somebody else's kids <laughs> to get my whatever acting it gear. takes <laughs> yeah that's always that's always the case isn't it what they say about like the shoemaker's kids not having any shoes you know <laughs> I always joke that the milkman's children have no milk. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so. Because my husband works for a dairy. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I always forget that. Yeah. So let's see. Both of my kids completed Time's Attack all the way to the end. I didn't know there was an end. I thought they'd still be able to pop in there and play, but there's no, for the, the, the saved game, you can't get back in it again. There's, as far as I can tell, it's over. <laughs> like they came to the end. They finished it. And I printed up their little certificate and got them there. What is that? A quarter? Is it a half, 
half a gallon, I think it is, isn't it, that you get at the store, the little tubs? I yeah, think they're like a half, half gallon. gallon yeah. They each got a half gallon of ice cream. So that was very exciting for them. They were ecstatic about that. And uh, I am definitely going to be using some other games to maintain that because I don't expect that it'll be stuck in their head forever. So every week or two, I'm going to make them either play some more or I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet, but we'll we'll probably do some computer games or some apps or something to maintain it so yeah i think it's important to keep maintaining that so and then within their math mammoth i'm sure that they'll still be using it so that's going to be cool too but um oh and the other thing about stations right now that's been really cool is that my kids have been really cooperative about doing it so it's been really nice Tyrion still uh, from time to time gives me a bit of a problem but he kind of is like that about everything in life right now mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but even he's been more cooperative with with the stations and stuff lately. So they've both been pretty regularly getting all their stations done for the day. Like each day that we're home, because when we have class days, we don't. I don't make them do stations. That's I, that's their school for the day. Is their three classes? It's like three hours of school for them, which oh, yeah. is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> for my we're kids. the same way. <laughs> that's it. They're done. They've done all their learning for the day. <laughs> well, you know, they still do their own learning in their own time, of course, but. They're official. Organized. Yeah, yeah. They're they're structured learning. So, um, but yeah, on the days when when they're supposed to be working on stations, they do their stations. They get done. And of course, right now their motivation is still they like to play. It was it was Terraria. Now it's Starbound. <laughs> they're all about the Starbound. And when Daddy gets home, they want to be ready to go. So they've been getting their their stations done early enough so that as soon as Daddy gets home, they can get right on and start playing. So. They play for an hour or so when Daddy gets home, and then we work on dinner. And well, on some nights, sometimes it doesn't work quite that smoothly. But <laughs> wow. but anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, Tyrion had his end of the session concert with Kid Community. That was really fun. He was performing um, on stage with all the kids from Kid Community, which is his music class that he goes to, um, or he was going to on Wednesday nights, and um, they performed with. I don't know if it was one choir or more than one choir. It was at least one choir from the college that they took the classes at. And then there was also like musicians as well playing in some of the instruments. And it was this international concert. Um, so it was really cool because they, they sang every song was like from a different country and a different language and stuff. It was really cool. They did cool. a really, they really good job. And there was probably like 50 or 60 people on the stage, including, let's see, maybe 30 kids. And there was probably at least 30 adults, maybe more. Um, so it was pretty impressive seeing the whole, all those people on stage and all singing together. And they sang some really, really cute songs um, together with some of the grownups. That was really cool how they had the kids doing kind of backup, you know, <laughs> it was cute. Cool. So that was fun. And then Tyrion, of course, was the lead in a lot of the xylophone uh, solo type stuff. So that was cool because he, he tends to do the melody for those and uh, does a really good job, too. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, he loves going up on stage and performing. It's so fun for him. Um, and then we went to SciCon for a day, for an afternoon, um, with my parents. We were we try. I don't know I mentioned this on the show before, but for those who have, have missed it, there's a salag- salamander migration that happens once a year. I don't know if it happens everywhere, but in California, the California newts, which are those little orange buggers. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> once a year. Um, well, I shouldn't say once a year because they actually only come down every couple of years. Each individual newt actually only migrates like every two or three years, I believe. Um, 
But because of the lack of rain, and because I don't know if you guys have heard, <laughs> it is bad in California right now. I mean, seriously, bad. And uh, creeks are dried up, and yeah. So their creek, that they Bear Creek is the creek that that I usually go take my family out to Sycon, and Bear Creek runs right through it. Normally, it's pretty full, but not lately. And um, there's the salamanders will come down and they'll lay their eggs in the um, same creek that they were born in. And um, every year since I worked there, well, no, that's not true. I tried. Every year I've tried to go down. <laughs> but every right. year it hasn't always worked. But many years since I worked there, which was back in 96, 97, um, I take at least my family and sometimes uh, a bunch of other people, um, usually a big group of homeschoolers or just friends and um and we go down and we look at the salamanders because there's usually on a normal wet year there's hundreds of them i mean i would say there's thousands of them actually but during your time when you're walking around you see literally you'd see hundreds of them they were everywhere yeah. all over the creek and all over like when i worked there it was a very wet year and they were everywhere you had literally had to watch where you walked because they were all over the trails they were everywhere <laughs> it was crazy um but it has not been that impressive in many years. And um, so we were just ecstatic that we saw any. And we actually saw probably about 10, which is uh, maybe 15, actually, now that I think about it. But um, so one here and one there. And so that was pretty cool. And my kids, we actually got uh, down into the creek and, and handled something. We always pick them up and pass them around. They're so cute. And uh, always, my kids already know, I don't even have to tell them, you don't touch their skin because they breathe partially through the pores in their back. Um, and your the oils in your hands can clog their pores and it makes it hard for them to breathe. They do have lungs. This is my little lesson. They do have lungs, but because there are <laughs> lungless, there are lungless salamanders, but um, and and uh, they only breathe through their pores and their skin. But these guys actually do have lungs, but they also partially breathe through the pores in their skin. So that's why you don't touch the backs of. Actually, that's why you don't touch the backs of any uh, amphibian is because um, it's bad for their. Uh, I think that all amphibians breathe at least partially through their backs, through their skin. I believe so. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they do. Um, so it's bad to touch the backs of amphibians. Don't touch their backs. They don't like to be pet. They're a wild animal. Wild animals don't like to be petted, petted, but definitely right. not, definitely not amphibians. So um, <laughs> anyway, my kids have grown up around salamanders, so they know all this. So they're really good about it. Plus, by the way, did you know the California, well, you've been on the trip, so you've heard the spiel, but you know California newts are poisonous too, right? That's what I was going to say. I thought you weren't supposed to touch them because they were poisonous, but then you no. started going on about them breathing, and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's because they're breathing, and that, and I just thought maybe I imagined that they were poisonous. Well, you, but I thought you went on the trip with me before. Didn't you go on the trip with me? I always give I a did. spiel at the beginning, but anyway, it was a long time ago, I'm sure. Your kids it were was. little when we did it, right? You know, the reason you don't pet them is because of the pores. You can pet them. The, you're, you're not, the poison is in their skin, and it's not going to harm you unless you lick them or eat them. <laughs> oh, see, I was planning on licking them. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. So long as you don't lick them or eat them, you're fine. Um, but you do want to wash your hands when you're done touching them because the poison will be on your hand. But the poison does not get absorbed in your skin. It's, it has to be eaten. So. Well, and it's a, probably always a good idea to wash your hands after sure. touching wild Any animals. Any wild animal, yes. So, but they're so cute. Um, I should put a, I'll see, help me remember to put some pictures in the show notes because uh, I have some really cute um, pictures of my kids handling the salamanders. So. Okay. 
So that was really fun. And then um, also, uh, <laughs> this is just a little side note. Did you know about Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots? Hot this was huge uh, to me. Yes. Oh, see, I didn't know anything about it until one of my friends told me about it. And I was just like, what? So I was all ecstatic when we went to the park last week and I was able to bring my laptop and get work done because of Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots. I don't know. They probably don't have Xfinity all over the U.S. So a lot of people listening to this aren't going to even know. That's our uh, the company that we get our, our internet from. They also have cable TV, but we don't have cable TV. But anyway, Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots. If you live in California, you can actually get, if you have an Xfinity account. I did not know this how did i not know this you can get they've got high hot spots all over town and uh if you're near one you can uh get free wi-fi in the park yep. Yep. <laughs> like, this is awesome <laughs> so i actually was able to get more noodle homeschool work done at the park while my kids were playing with friends <laughs> outside <Cool. laughs> that was just a huge thing to me anyway it's, it's the simple pleasures i tell you right no that's <laughs> It's completely, I remember when I discovered it, um, I, I was super jazzed. Yeah, because it's like, I one of the th- reasons I, I, I would not put off going to the park, but one of the reasons I was a little hesitant to go to the park is because I have so much work to do. Right. And I'm like, no problem. <laughs> so, yay. Anyway, <laughs> I know the, the non-techie people are going, who cares? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll get on to more exciting things. Ticket to ride. <laughs> have you played this game before? Not in a while. Oh my gosh, it's such a cute game. Um, Yeah, so we finally, finally, we got it for Christmas and we finally played it this week. (laughs) Finally! So um, that is an awesome game. I am very, very happy that um, Santa got that for my son because uh, it has turned out to be a big hit. So, And you learn a little bit of uh, American um, geography with it too, which is cool. Except the one thing I don't like, have you noticed there's no... They don't list the, or they don't label the states. It's just cities. I don't like that. How are they supposed to learn where the states are if it doesn't say what the state, like they don't know where New Orleans is. Like they know where in the U.S. it is now approximately, but they don't know what state it is. So I'm actually thinking, I'm going to probably regret this, but I'm thinking of taking a permanent marker and writing the state names on the states. Very neatly, of course, but it's bugging me. I'm like, (laughs) you should really, I mean, this is an opportunity. They could be learning the states, you do, you know, just by playing and seeing it, you know. Anyway, so let's see. Oh, and uh, Tyrion did his first official play performance this last week as well. He was in the school play, and they did such a cute job. Oh, my gosh, it turned out so cute. It was a Western, and Tyrion was Drew Blood. That was his name, (laughs) (laughs) Drew Blood. (laughs) And he was the bad guy, and he was a good bad guy. Oh, my gosh, he did such a good job. It was adorable, and the play was written by our drama teacher, and he is so funny and so clever, and the the lines he came up with for the play were just awesome. It was this, uh, it was a it was a western melodrama. It was awesome. They even had uh, some the narrator kids held up signs that said "boo hiss" and and applause, and you know to get audience participation. It was really cute. That's awesome. So that was really fun. And Adam, of course, videotaped it, and we're selling DVDs for $10, so tomorrow I get to go and try and drum up some business for that. But um, he's edited together the video, so uh, probably I won't be putting it up on YouTube just because we're charging people for it. But I will see if I can get him to make a little clip and, uh, and, and maybe put a clip on YouTube so that our listeners can maybe see 
my son <laughs> in action. <laughs> that would be awesome. It was really cute. They did a really good job. He was having so much fun as a bad guy. <laughs> and lastly, I finally finished the audiobook Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids by Dr. Laura Markham. Oh my gosh. Life changing. Seriously, it is an amazing book. Go out and rent this book. Uh, rent this book? <laughs> Check this book out of your library. Buy this book. Get the audiobook, whatever it takes. Go listen to this book or read this book. It is a really, really good book. And um, it's such common sense stuff. And it's all peaceful parenting type stuff that I've already read in lots of other books as well. But for some reason, the way that she words it in this book is just... It's like I've heard the same thing in other books, but with hers, it's just ding, light bulb moment, the way she words mm -hmm. it. And she brings a lot of research into it as well, which is really cool. Um, talking about, you know, like the effect of spanking and like psychologically because of all of the research that they've done and stuff like that. Like she's really, really good. Just amazing stuff in this book. So highly recommend it. Really good book. So speaking of books. If you're planning on purchasing any of the books that we've mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, ClearClick, and more. It won't cost you anything extra, and it helps support the show. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and now we'd like to take a moment for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth. The math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based work texts and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. Our moms love that it fosters independent learning since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click Buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order. This episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit PandiaPress.com for more information. So today we'd like to talk about the springtime slump. Daffodils are blooming, birds are singing, we here in <laughs> Fresno are sweating, yeah. and homeschool moms everywhere are sighing. It must be spring. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Every year about this time, I find that we have a harder and harder time getting to the table to work. The kids are more actively refusing to work, and I'm finding chores around the house to finish to avoid doing math. <laughs> How bad does it have to be that I'm looking for chores? Yeah, right. So I call this time of year the springtime slump. We can see the finish line of the school year, but instead of actively sprinting towards it, we kind of plop down where we are. <laughs> so I know I'm not the only one with this question because Rachel from the Savvy Homeschool Moms discussion group wanted to know how to get out of a slump. 
So um, for us about now, allergies are kicking in and we are going stir crazy in my house trying to avoid all the pollens, the molds, the spores, everything that's out there to kill my kid. (laughs) Much in the same way the East Coasters are just beginning to poke their heads out of the snow, you know. Uh, We're all sort of in that point where we want to get out of the house, but it's not necessarily 100% feasible yet. So the first thing that you can do is to start thinking about why you're in a slump. Hope for Homeschool has a great list of possible slump causes on their article, 10 Helps for Homeschool Slump. Now, keep in mind, this has a little bit of religious content to it. Now, um, some of the causes are, have really obvious solutions. Clutter, curriculum issues, overscheduling. Those are all things that are super easy to fall victim to and can sometimes be hard to change. But you need to take a hard look at what may be causing your particular slump because some things will might be easy to change and it will pop you out of that slump in no time flat. For me personally, I know that recharging mom's battery can go a long way towards getting back on track because mom burnout is the main cause of slumpage in my household. (laughs) So what can you do as a mom to recharge? I know it's really hard to find time for yourself, but it's super important. It can be as simple as having a cup of tea uninterrupted or as complex as getting away for a kid and, dare I say it, husband-free weekend. <laughs> the husband-free is up to your own personal thing. But I mean, yeah. you could say that I need to have my cup of coffee with my daily show in the morning. That's my in- uninterrupted mom time. Mm. And um, it does help. So look at how you can go about recharging you and getting you feeling better and back on track. So now that mom is recharged, how do we get the kids out of the slump? Um, switching things up for lessons is one way Um, there are some great resources that I'm going to add into the show notes but here are a few things that I thought sounded a lot like a lot of fun Um, homeschool academy had the idea to have a spirit week you know uh, public schoolers do that uh, like what like homecoming time I think oh yeah yeah so but not only public schoolers can enjoy spirit week you can enjoy it at home too Pick a theme for the week and plan activities around that theme. She mentions tying it to something that you're studying. So if you're like studying medieval times, you can transform your house into a castle, dress for the part, uh, eat foods associated with medieval times, really get into it. Put leeches on yourself if you get sick. (laughs) (laughs) How about bleeding? (laughs) (laughs) Have a little bloodletting. It's good for you. The Homeschool Blog Awards blog had a great idea to escape, get out of the house, go to the park, go to the zoo. We did that a few weeks ago. We just decided to put our books down and go look at some flamingos. Mm -hmm. Um, Do outdoor schooling. Just take all of your stuff and take it outside. Uh, Start a nature journal. Uh, Take your kids out to the park and allow them to observe nature and then, you know, write it down in their nature journal or sketch it or however you do your nature journal. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt-free homeschooling had a great idea get away from the books are you working on fractions go to the kitchen and make some cookies double the recipe half the recipe you know there are great ways that you can work in fractions without ever having to pick up a pencil mm-hmm. are you you know for history you can study via documentaries and videos my kids love crash course for history mm-hmm. lessons um yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I can teach them something or I could read to them from Story of the World and they get like a tenth of it. But they watch Hank Green or John Green explain (laughs) something and they've got it. It's kind of awesome, really. And as Tina can tell you, games are a great way to learn concepts as well. Yeah, definitely. 
You use those for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So listeners, we want you to share with us, what's your favorite way to pull yourself out of a slump? So leave us a voicemail or drop us an email and we'll share your guys' ideas on a future show. Yeah, and I was going to contribute one thing I just thought of. Um, I find, um, the like the book that I mentioned earlier, The Peaceful Parenting, or there's a bunch of books like that, that I like to keep. I keep the audiobooks on my phone. Um, or if you're into, you prefer to read the book, keep the book on your shelf. And um, when you're in a slump, and it, for this, it would be a homeschool book or a homeschool audiobook. Um, reread an inspiring book that you read before that you remember pumping you up. Like there's a, quite a few books like that out there that I found that really inspire me. And I forget about them if I haven't read them in a while. Like I've remember, but I don't remember all of the stuff and go reread a really good book again. Like that's like a nonfiction. I'm thinking, you know, like a homeschool book or a something that will inspire you. Like uh, Sark, anything by Sark inspires me. <laughs> She's awesome. Well, uh, like illusions by Richard, uh, by Richard Bach. Oh, what's that? It's uh, it, it's not a homeschool book. It's just a book oh, about is? life. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it, oh, it's, it's not. just a book about life. But it's cool. a really. But if good it book. inspires you, if it pumps you up, anything Completely. that like really pumps you up and inspires you, like everybody has their own thing that pumps them up and gets them inspired. And there are certain books that, like I said, like this peaceful parenting one, like really pumped me up and made me feel like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody needs to have a couple of books like that that really excite them that you just keep on hand for the slumps and go dig into it again. Because that really, at least for me, that really helps. Or maybe a podcast. Maybe it's like an audio podcast that you go listen to. There's specific episodes that you remember that you really got inspired by. Go find them again. Yeah. So anyway, that was just an idea that came to me right after you were talking about all that stuff. I was thinking, oh, what, what, what works for me? Hmm. Yeah, that like really works for me. That's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So now we'd like to do some listener recognition. Oh, yeah. And we have a lot of it this time. We We're do. It's wonderful. So I'm going to start us off then with uh, an email that we got that says, I'll read it to you first, and then I'm going to actually answer some of the questions in it. Hello, ladies. I love your podcast. I am new to this homeschooling journey. I have two littles. The oldest is in public K. We're hoping to start homeschooling after this year. I've done a lot of research, but really struggle to find secular resources, especially in my area. Many homeschoolers are religious, and I struggle to find others who share our views. In my search, I stumbled upon your podcast, and I'm currently listening from the first one. Your podcast is honest, fun, and provides so much good information. Every time I listen to you two, I am assured that we can do this. Thank you so much. I also have a question. I have decided on curriculum for my son for next year, but would like to start with some, th with some stuff this summer. He's six and really into dinosaurs, paleontology, and prehistory. He's already asking questions about how life began and evolution. I would really like to do a prehistory unit with him this summer so we can answer some of his questions and start out with a topic he'll enjoy. I am having trouble finding resources on this topic, especially for elementary ages. I have found two unit studies in Telego... Intelligo? Intelligo K-2 Evolution and Build Your Library Prehistory. Have you ever used either of these? Any other suggestions? Can't wait to catch up on all your podcasts and continue learning from you. Thanks again, Carissa. Thank you, Carissa. Thank you. Thanks for all the podcast love. She titled it Podcast Love. That was the name Aww. of her, of her email. It was cute. Um, 
<clears throat> Let's see. Intelligo, no idea. I've never heard of that. It's intriguing, though. I, I can't, Well, I don't have a K or to two-year-old anymore, so I guess it would be irrelevant for me. But if you do try that, let us know because I'd like to hear about it. It looks um, interesting from the I, – I just Googled it oh, really you Googled super it? quickly. Yeah, and it, I mean it's got interesting topics in it and everything. Cool. Yeah, if you yeah. check. Uh, if anybody listening to this is familiar with either of these, uh, the Build Your Library, which I uh, also am not. I'm familiar with Build Your Library, but I have never purchased any of her products. Um, I do know it's secular. That's the only thing that I know about it. So, um, And that it's very popular because I hear it uh, posted. I see it posted all over Facebook quite a lot. Um, but if anybody uh, listening to this knows anything about them, uh, either one of these, Intelligo or Build Your Library, um, can you leave a comment on this episode? This episode is 54, so the link to the show notes will be SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 54. And leave a comment and let us know what you think about it, um, if this is something that you've tried. And that will. Um, and Carissa, go check out the comments, see if anybody comments. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. About prehistory, though, that I do know about. Um, I mean, in general. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know if you've gotten up to the episode yet or not. Because if you're starting from the beginning, Carissa, you probably haven't gotten to this yet. But the beginning of the school year, we actually started with prehistory. And actually, it was not my first time doing it either. It was the second or third time that we've done prehistory. So. I do have some experience with prehistory. So it's fu- it's also funny that you mentioned prehistory because that's also something that I was putting together to create um, a book list to be- actually sell online. And I'm almost done with it. <laughs> I already have 105 books on it and um, for all ages. And it's almost done. I got sidetracked by Noodle Homeschool and haven't gone back to it yet. But now you've inspired me. I'll see what I can do. In fact, you can drop us a line. You know the email because you already emailed us there. Drop me a line and remind me if you don't hear anything from me about it soon because I might need a little nudge to remember to do it because you're wanting it for the summer. And I got a few months, but <laughs> well, at least mm-hmm. two, two months, I guess, to get, get that done. But uh, um, I'll see what I can do. Let's see if you're interested. But anyway, the other thing that I was going to say to you, though, is in the meantime, I have a prehistory board on Pinterest that has a bunch of activities. It's not gigantic, but it's got a a good sampling of stuff that a lot of stuff that we've actually done. Um, So my Pinterest account is Tina Mama. So it's uh, what is that? Pinterest.com forward slash Tina Mama and and Mama is M-A-M-A. So I think that's how it is on Pinterest, right? They don't have like... Yeah, no, I believe that's correct. I didn't think they had another word, another subdirectory. Um, so, or you can just Google, not Google. No, it, it's just forward slash Tina Mama. Yeah, forward slash Tina Mama. There you go. And you don't have to Google it because the link will be in the show oh, notes. Oh, yes. The links are in the, in the show notes, of course. <laughs> I only have one job. Let me do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's almost midnight. My brain is oozing out my ears. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, the... That that will get you started. There's a prehistory board. It's it's got a bunch of activities and stuff. It's not. I don't think I don't. I might I might have a couple of books linked there too, but I'm not sure. Um, and then I also have a playlist on YouTube, and we'll put that link in the show notes directly to the playlist um, of prehistoric short videos, like five five to ten minutes or less. I think most of them are uh, a lot of oh my gosh, a lot of horrible histories. If you haven't seen horrible histories yet. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of Stone Age because <laughs> cavemen are so fun to do. Um, uh, yes. Horrible histories is—is is it BBC or is it just a British thing? I'm not even sure if it's actually BBC. I think uh, it is BBC. Is it BBC? Well, regardless, it's British. It's a British show. It actually—I think it started as a, as books, and now they've got a TV show or 
I don't and they have a live stage production. Oh, do they? How fun. And, oh, I think and, I have seen that. Yeah, and recently they took over a castle and did like a did live. They? Yeah, <laughs> like a live medieval town based on horrible histories. How hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're awesome. They kind of remind me of like, they kind of make me think of Monty Python for ki- for kids. Yeah. But with an educational slant. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? <laughs> they're really funny. Um, but anyway, uh, they are a bit, uh, let's see, he's six. So you might want to pre-screen because there's some of it's kind of gory. That's the whole point. It's gory. Some of it's, but not gory like in a horrific it's more gory like in a goofy slapstick way <laughs> but yeah. they're learning history like if they're talking about amputation they might like have like a bone that they show like make it look like they've got a bloody leg but it's not like they're not it's not horribly great just go look at it <laughs> go yeah. to youtube put horrible histories in there or just go to this link for the prehistoric short videos and you'll see some of them there and um, pre-screen and make sure that they're okay for your son because it is a little bit um, some of the videos I think might be disturbing to little kids so just keep keep that in mind their their whole point is to be gruesome and gory and horrible that's that's what they're they're trying to appeal to that sense Mm -hmm. in kids because a lot of kids like that so well you're starting to make it sound a lot worse than it really is it's really it's not not bad bad. no it's not but she she's got a six-year-old is what i'm thinking so oh well i don't know um let's see um and oh and then i had this great idea for you because i remembered that a lot of my um prehistory unit study that we did was um, that we used a timeline. So I highly recommend making a timeline. Now, when I mean when I when I say a timeline, uh, I mean from uh, the beginning to modern times. So I have on my wall. I actually we made it actually out of um, wood. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the the. Baseboard. Baseboard, thank you. I couldn't think of what the word was. Wooden baseboard, because we had baseboard left over from when we had remodeled our room. And um, I just tacked up wooden baseboard and painted the different time periods on it. And so it has, uh, the very beginning is, I wrote on it, Big Bang slash Creation, because we actually talked a lot about um, both Big Bang and about creation stories from all over the world. And, um, And then put each time period on it and then all the way to the right is the little tiny slivers of time periods which is modern time and it's really cool because i actually did the math and made it um actual relevant size for each era so anyway it's uh it's really cool because the kids can take a glance at the timeline and they can see like how much time has gone by like if this way over here is now and just like like a centimeter over is like several hundred years ago, you know, or actually Mm -hmm. it's more than that, actually. Um, I'm not looking at it right now, so I couldn't tell you exactly, but like just, you know, here's the dinosaurs just like less than like an inch over. (laughs) It's like that kind of makes things a little more in perspective, you know, for the kids. It's a really concrete way of seeing how much time has gone by. So anyway, Mm -hmm. highly recommend a timeline. I actually started our timeline on paper. We actually got those, um, uh, um, register tape. We had register tape that we put along the wall. And so you can do mm-hmm. it on paper too. So whatever. Anyway, that's a really cool idea that I thought I'd share with you. So, um, And then uh, some of the topics that we covered when we did prehistory. We did volcanoes. We did tectonic plates. We did earthquakes. We did the movement of the continents, Pangea and all that. And, and then you know, how things moved, and uh, creation stories from around the world, like I said, early life forms. My kids are fascinated with the really weird creations <laughs> that started out life, like some of these weird prehistoric... Th- um, we have the Usborne Encyclopedia of World History, and in the very 
first 20 pages or so, maybe. No, it's more than that. It's a whole section. Um, they've got a bunch of pictures of really weird creatures because it's all in, in order from the beginning till modern times. And um, so you could get something like that that has pictures of all kinds of weird. <laughs> the kids were fascinated <laughs> with some of these crustaceans. and um, Early humans, um, layers of the earth was something we covered. We talked about like what, what the inside of the earth was like. Uh, and then we did scientists um, that made prehistoric discoveries, like not just Charles Darwin, which everybody knows, but have you heard of Mary Anning or Barnum Brown? Google them. Mm. <laughs> uh, look them up. I found uh, picture books actually about both of them. Um, so, you know, find some of those uh, scientists that made some of these discoveries. The first Neanderthal that was discovered, the first, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of stuff like that you can find. And then Ice Age and Stone Age and other ages. So those are some things that you could take those uh, those search words that I just mentioned, those topics, and put them into Pinterest, put them into Google, and maybe put something like lesson plan or um, children or something like that and see what you can find. So that's what my suggestion is. Um, oh, and a, a, a finally, a, a must for prehistoric study. you got to get these three books. Get them from the library or wherever. Born with a Bang, From Lava to Life, and Mammals Who Morph. It's an excellent trilogy by Jennifer Morgan. They're picture books, and they go through um, evolution, the evolution of life and um, in three separate picture books. It's very cool, and it has a timeline in it and everything. It's, it's really beautiful drawings, and, so, and it's told from the perspective of um, the Earth. So, um, awesome. the universe, actually, it's from the perspective of the universe. So anyway, it's really cool. <laughs> Very cool. Anyway, that's what, uh, I've got for you for prehistory. And if you have any questions, Carissa, go ahead and email me. Um, and, uh, I might even think of some other ideas too, but, um, I'll get working on that book list. I know I have a ton of books on it already. So probably be some stuff on there that you would be interested in. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. And we put out a call to you guys to um, leave us some reviews on iTunes. Oh, yes! Because we had some problematic reviews and we wanted to get those moved down. And you guys stepped Oh, my gosh. Yes, they're all at the bottom now. It's crazy. It's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys did a great job. Yes. And so we're going to read some of those iTunes reviews now. Yes. Um, First one is from Aesop's. And she's, um, I'm going to guess she, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hard to tell from the name. Um, Filled with information. I love this podcast and this review is seriously overdue as I've listened to the Savvy Moms about two, oh, as I listened to the Savvy Moms about two years ago. There is so much information in each show and I've listened to most of them twice. And each time I get more information or find something that I now want to follow up. Often listen to a specific episode, like on planning the new school year or the episode on Thanksgiving, which was especially useful as I'm not American. I found the chat off-putting at first, but as I listened to more episodes and got to know Tina and Becky, I enjoyed the insights into the day-to-day lives of other homeschoolers, especially as we are just starting out. I also value their secular perspective, as much homeschool content is still so religious and often anti-secular, and they are definitely not anti-religious. Thanks so much for taking the time to make this podcast. And more, please. <laughs> very cool. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That was very cool. And D1Guts says, um, my best friends I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> How cute is that? Thank you. I love it. Uh, Becky and Tina are my virtual 
are my virtual homeschooling friends. I've never met them, but I feel like we could sit and chat for hours. Their podcast is a treasure trove of useful information and is a delight to listen to. Their witty banter is just the thing to ha- to make us homeschooling moms feel recharged. Oh, there's something to recharge with. Hey, <laughs> recharge yeah, you with can us. Listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of your slump. <laughs> uh, to feel recharged and motivated to try something new. It is a privilege to watch their kids, quote unquote, watch their kids grow up through the podcast episodes. Keep up the good work, my friends. Aw, thanks. Well, That's so thank sweet. Thank you. Yeah. And then we have. I don't know how to say that. I don't. <laughs> MK8. MK8, but it's M underscore K8. But you know what? If it's you, you you know know we're talking about you. Yeah, you know who you are. (laughs) It's you. We're going to read yours right now. Uh I've I've been listening since the first episode and have gleaned many ideas from these ladies. I enjoy that these ladies keep it real. They seem honest about the ups and downs of school and life. While it is a secular show and I am a Christian homeschooler, I have never gotten the idea that they were negative towards Christians. Mm -hmm. They even recommended posts on Christian blogs. I just did a minute ago. Yeah. (laughs) I find the podcast to be both informative and encouraging. I look forward to each episode. Well, thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. And then I'm going to try saying this one. Mig Kiggy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cute name. I think that's a G. -G M-I-G-K-J-K-G-Y. Yes. Big kiggy. <laughs> it's cute. Um, thank you, thank you so much for the podcast, ladies. I am a secular eclectic and have a six and eight year old. We're from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right? W I? Yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and own a campground. Oh, how cool. That sounds well, That really is cool. Neat. Yeah. We're super busy and in a secluded area, so we don't have a lot of homeschool groups in the area. I love your chit chat because I feel like you are old friends. I feel like I can relate to both of you. I also love that you are so genuine and discuss your failures as well as your triumphs. I was a little shocked to see any negative reviews. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really takes a lot to put yourselves out there and share with everyone. You're so positive and open-minded. Thank you. (laughs) There are so many podcasts that are out there that the chit-chat may be annoying, like learning about small business or even an educational podcast on a specific topic. I think you need it with this podcast because I, for one, have learned so much from the two of you through your own personal stories. Homeschool envelops so much of our lives. It would be impossible to speak openly about it without speaking about your lives. Thank you for all you do and keep them coming. I'm always excited to see a new podcast. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. That was very sweet. Yeah, that's true. It is It is kind of hard to talk about homeschooling without talking about your life. Right? Because <laughs> it, it is it, our life. <laughs> exactly. It, it's all kind of one thing. <laughs> it's not like homeschooling is just like school it's like a lifestyle <laughs> exactly so yeah very cool it's, thank you very much it's not just a job it's a lifestyle it is it really is a lifestyle you can't really just do it part-time no. <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> awesome so i think that is everything we are actually skipping a couple of things this episode but you'll they'll be back again in the next episode yes, so don't because it is midnight it's midnight we've rambled on mostly me i know that's me you guys know me well enough now right that i'm a rambler i am that's who i am (laughs) especially at midnight when i'm a little delirious from lack of oxygen from laughing so hard for this episode stay tuned for bloopers because there's a lot of there's gonna be some good ones in this episode (laughs) oh my heavens (sighs) okay so send becky coffee 
<laughs> <laughs> and chocolate for me, please. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's that'll do it. Then I think we'll wrap this up and uh, we can all get back to our lives and we'll see you again next episode. Hopefully this next one will not be a month. I promise I will make sure it's not a month in between episodes. This We were doing it was so good, fault. but it was rogue. So it you got to give a little bit of leeway there. <laughs> yeah. I, thank you guys for understanding. Yes, she was a little bit kind of like worn out. <laughs> so, all right. So, if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. And tell NPR about us. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> www.savvyhomeschoolmoms.com forward slash NPR. <laughs> yes. Go now. Now. We'll wait. <laughs> okay. For links to resources shared in this episode, which Tina seems to have forgotten about, and a few notes about on all of our shows, visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find all of the notes specific to this episode, even the ones that Tina mentioned, at (laughs) SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 54. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Or how to get out of a slump. Yes. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. I'm going to bed. (laughs) 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 Be a lot of bloopers. Okay. I like the real weight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Go. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I didn't know you were ready. Pause the inter- this- Okay. <laughs> it's not an interview. <laughs> it's an episode, not interview. Ah, okay. Please consider look. I did it again! Licking! Licking! Okay. <laughs> Lick the link! Home for homeschool. Not home for homeschool. Hope for homeschool. <laughs> home for homeschool. That makes a great deal of sense. <laughs> Uh, yeah, clever business name. <laughs> At their article, 10 helps for homeschool help uh, slump back. Ah. <laughs> I can't do this. Get the woman's coffee. It can be something as simple as having a cup of tea interrupted, like how I've mentioned I have my cup of coffee with said, my daily shift. You said cup of tea interrupted. <laughs> uh, honey, will you please interrupt me in about five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay. I'm trying to stop laughing and you're not helping. <laughs> it says, hello ladies. Oh my god. <laughs> I just had the spice guy. The old spice guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> my head when I said that. Hello, hello ladies. <laughs> I promise we're not drunk.